You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. This does sound like my family, kind of. But only my Aunt Michelle could have got away with it. <laughs> Tell them pops to shut up. There was only two people who could ever, to my grandfather, the guy who raised me, who could ever give him shit. And it was myself and my Aunt Michelle. And so everyone else kind of looks at us. To say something. In a glow, like, these are the two oh, oh. who could stand up to pops, and pops took it. Like, so we have like a, a good standing in the family. Mm. Even if we screw up, it's like, those two gave pop sass. I don't know why I said sass. It's not like that part of the family Southern. All right, my people. This is that random 30 seconds before I say hello that makes this show so unique. It is Lust for Life. We're here, 78th of Broadway, living the dream, the greatest studio of all time, Stand Up New York Labs. With me, of course, the right hand, even though he's to the left of me on this clock, the great Benji Suswine, a.k.a. Ace. Sweet, sweet, sweet wine, baby. What Thanks up, Playboy? Well, it's every time, baby. Every time. You sound <laughs> more sad every time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm getting comfortable. That's all that is. Uh, oh, we'll shake it up then. We're hey, going to bring in uh, your landlord. <laughs> that, that's what we replace people with on the show. Bring my dad next time. Oh, my God. This is great. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that in a minute. We have a uh, wonderful special guest here today. Um, making her fourth appearance? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know. This appearance might go on before the other one, so it could be your third. We are so lost now, but whatever. Could T- be a three, Pete. My sister, Tanya Arazo. What up? Hello. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm very it's happy you're here. here. Always great having you. Yeah, you know, triple sweet. Triple sweet. Look at the Good connection. Good company. I was worried when I put you all together because she was, the only time Benji has not been here, That's Tanya right. filled in terrifically. Is that a word, terrifically? Yeah. yeah. I have a journalism degree, but like I said, I took like three actual journalism classes. I don't know how they even gave me the degree. I'm it's an English really major. Ridiculous. I don't do any spelling or grammar at all. It's terrible. You're getting worse as a... These damn things, these uh, phones and computers are ruining it because you, you get lazy. I made some misspellings the other day that like 19-year-old me is like, you are the dumbest person. <laughs> how dare... Like I'm really getting bad to the point where like everyone has like that ignorant uncle who's been around forever who seems to never have a job and just gamble. I don't know, maybe it's just the Italian yeah. side of me. But Except ours are preachers. Are pre- okay, yeah. so there you go. And so that happens. Um, those dudes would spell horribly. And I always like, I'd never want to be that guy. I never, and I can't think of an example right now, of course, but whatever. The Monster Energy Ring will kick in and I'll, I'll be like, oh, that word. Um, I'm starting to make those. Like, I think I'm misspelling, I'm misusing where, and, where, and I was always the dude who'd be mm. like, you fool, that's W-H-E-R-E. <laughs> yes, like that. All of a sudden I became like English from Kent. And um, so now I'm misspelling him and I'm like, oh, what a disappointment I've become. Almost 36 really? and I, I think... can't spell words because of these damn <laughs> because things. Because of grammar. I think we're you know, entering an age where people, where it's not, you don't need grammar as much. I think like, you get what I'm saying. You get the point of what the point I was trying to make. I Run ag- with it. I agree, but I think when grammar is incorrect and someone notices it they're like what an idiot you can't help but think yeah. you're a moron yeah it's true i do the same thing even though my grammar yeah. sucks yes i get called out all the time in text the wrong two like ah you yeah. forgot in text out. text anything goes text is thunderdome let's be <laughs> honest who spells anything right in a text 
people. All right, now now we're just gonna sound like random angry comedian mm-hmm. in the Midwest ending a show. <laughs> but it's like, um, God, enough with the laziness. Um, you can put the O in front of okay. It's it's not gonna hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> or or I can't handle not spelling out thank you. Think about how humbling it is to T-H-X. say thank you. Well, no. Ugh. How about uh, was it T U or T Y? People just do T Y. I'm like, who's Ty? Ty Cobb? We're gonna we're gonna knock over the catcher. Is that what we're doing over here? Like, I don't understand any of this. It's so lazy. So thank you is a humbling thing. Saying I appreciate what you've done. Thank you so much. I am in debt to you. I appreciate what you've done. You're too lazy to do it. So how much do you really give thanks? Right. Ty exactly. Yeah, Ty dog. It just it's like you don't even appreciate it. So don't even say thank you. You know D- the biggest thing that uh, that I was just reading a study. What makes you most happy is showing gratitude. It's huge. Hmm. It's I'm gonna tell you number one indicator. Do you know where I've learned this? Thing. I, I learned it. Yeah. Who knew? I learned from <laughs> what's that? <laughs> You're like, do you know where I learned this? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Yeah, who knew? Oh, yeah, who knew? I'm like, I thought you said who knew? I'm like, is that another code <laughs> up a text? You too, Tanya. E too, Tanya. Um, the Beastie Boys. That's right. Mm. I learned a lot about life, but Beastie Boys. That's why I wrote a 20-page paper about them in college. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what, right. What'd you get in that paper? I got an A, baby. Hey-o. I had to do a 10-minute speech, too, in a baby blue suit. I went to homecoming three years, four years before <laughs> that. It was outstanding. It was fun. But um, they became big Buddhists. And that shocked everyone because they were a very selfish band. They were very um, Jewish. chauvinistic. Jewish, yes. But they were chauvinistic. Went to my high school. Remember Your high, high school? school? Oh, really? That Which was one? Like the MTA, it's called. It's like the biggest like name to ever come out. They still. Um, and it's funny because it's a religious high school and they're totally not. <laughs> Which high like, school? It's called MTA. It's officially the Yeshiva University High School. Was that Ad Rock? Was that Ad Rock? Yeah. Did, did, who did, which one went? Michael Diamond? Or uh, Adam Horowitz? Because I know Adam Yauk went to uh, I don't know. Edward R. Morrow because my ex-girlfriend's sister teaches there, and that's just I'll research sacred. it. It could be one of those like legends that we just pass around from grade to grade. But <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if every like if Jewish school yeah, says that one of the BC yeah. boys came there. You know those little boys that did all right? They came here. If it's not true, just don't ever bring it up again. Just don't bring it up yeah. again? I would keep bringing it up until people <laughs> believed it like a good habitual liar. I'm going to write that down. Write it down. We can research it, baby. We can research it. But they became big Buddhists, and I remember MCA, who was my favorite, rest in peace, he would always say that the only true happiness you get is, you know, giving to others. He goes, you can buy these new sneakers, you can, you know, uh, get a car, you could get all this stuff, whatever, great kicks, great uh, clothes, whatever. Eventually, someone else is going to have those shoes, someone else is going to get a better new car, someone else is, and that goes away. But helping people is the beautiful thing. We could all learn from that, and even if I say this out loud, I could help and give a lot more, but it is satisfying. One of the best songs off the Check Your Head record, Gratitude. Mm. That's what it's about, baby, is having gratitude. That's what we need to give, man. You know? Give gratitude? Give gratitude, man, and spell out thank you. That's all. Just spell out <laughs> Just thank you. Spell it all. That's it took point. us a long way, but we got back to that. No TYs. We're banning the TYs. <laughs> Never again, baby. And what an appropriate thing to open our pre-Thanksgiving podcast. Yeah, but this might come out in like April. But still right now, it's for us. For those of you who don't know it, it is about 25 degrees out. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's a, So this is the Monday. We're recording this the Monday before Thanksgiving, and it's 25 degrees, and everyone, no one can stop bitching about how cold it is because <laughs> you're not human if you don't. You're not human if you don't. It and also it, got really cold really fast. Yeah. Just one day, yeah. just boom. It's, it's to the point where you can feel the air 
in your lungs and it feels cold. Yeah. It's like, it's like that nonsense. Um, I just like to tell you where I was a year ago on the Monday before Thanksgiving. I was in um, Hollywood, Florida, swimming, swimming, going, this is how great my life is. I'm on tour. Everything's beautiful. I'm swimming. I'm going to be carving a turkey in three days. So do you feel- Ain't no swimming today, baby. <laughs> do you feel like your life has declined it is, a year ago? No, it is on the <laughs> upswing, to be honest. But uh, it makes you think. Yeah. That, and what it, make it makes me think is that uh, I should just fly out to Florida for three days before Thanksgiving <laughs> next year. And, you know, but that's why you have to appreciate. Here, let's get back to gratitude. That's why you have to appreciate the little things as they happen. No one does. No one ever does. Like when you are in sunshine when everyone else is freezing, you need to look up and go, this is great. It mm-hmm. might not ever happen again. And this is where I'm supposed to be now. This is awesome. Yeah. And then you move on. That's it. That's all life is. It's hard to do that in the moment. It also it often happens in retrospect. You goes, can't oh, remember that weather we had. Yeah, but that's part that of that moment. We went on. Yeah, the moments become their own pictures that you carry with you or tattoos forever. Right. But I mean, it's it's really crazy. We appreciate more as a memory than actual there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. When, when some, I look forward to like a big gig, and then I get to it, and you go, and it it's just over. And then how do you really appreciate it? Is time. Mm-hmm. But you're like, man, did I really realize what was going on while I was up there? Did I really appreciate it and breathe in? No, I was too nervous to do it. Right. Or like a good date or something like that. When things like, you know, the two times a year I go on a date. <laughs> but that's, you know, we have to appreciate these things. This became a deep episode. Yeah. I'm very happy. I'm glad you guys are here. So let's set this up. Tanya's parents are in the studio with Woo. us. Her father, Orlando, who I nicknamed Ulysses five years ago when, when I first met him in the crowd, is here. Tanya... Give us, tell me, uh, set up for the listeners mm-hmm. um, the, how this came about. So uh, we were looking for guests and thinking of like people with unique stories. And my dad's a funny guy and he also has a very unique story um, that I don't actually know the entirety of. But uh, he studied in the seminary for about 12 years, I think. Nine. Nine, nine years. Nine, sorry. So nine years. And then after that, became a different type of father so well look at you i feel like you wrote that and you were practicing it in the mirror all week yeah all and then he became a different kind of father see this week on <laughs> lust for life look at you so that's a fascinating story to us we do touch a, a tramp in the booth is of course super tramp we were kind of talking about we do talk about religion a lot and i don't know how that happens maybe because it is a fascinating thing and i think that, it ties into the theme of a lust for life people you know, searching for what they're trying to do. You're a smart, you're a smart, that's why you're the right hand. <laughs> that's why this guy's the right hand over here. That's the truth, man. And it's one of those things that, man, we fight over. People won't get married sometimes over religion. Oh, yeah. you're this one, I'm that one. Doesn't work. It really can help and also stay in the way of a lot of people's lives. So that's what's so fascinating about it. So we're going to talk about this. I can't wait. This, so this is like bring your parents to, to work day. <laughs> to work day. Yeah, it's awesome. This is outsta- This is your show and tell for school. <laughs> hey, these are my folks. These are, these are who made me. Uh, and let me just say this. Tony's dad is the nicest human being I have ever met. Asked permission to go to the bathroom, even though he could probably squash me like a grape. That's the greatest <laughs> thing of all time. I love it. We'll be back in a second. This is Lust for Life, our Thanksgiving edition that is probably airing while it's 110 degrees out <laughs> in July because we're so backdated. Boom, 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 boom. We'll be back. All right, my people, 
We are back with America's number one podcast as voted on by Canadians. I forgot to say that in the intro, and now I feel like people <laughs> might be throwing themselves out of windows <laughs> yeah. because that's become our thing. That's one of our slow connections still to old-timey radio was America's blah, blah, blah. That's a yeah, catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we got it. I feel like I let people down, man. Maybe I should <laughs> fire myself from this show. <laughs> I'm out. It's all over. Well, after this one. After the... So we better go all out. <laughs> Blaze of glory, balls to the wall. And then we just got word about the school. Yeah, Beastie the, Boys did not go to my high school. And like, But it was, a, it was enough of a rumor that there were a bunch of blogs about it. And like they've been contacted. And like I said, <laughs> off the air, I think a lot of cultures try to claim like big people in their cultures. Yeah. Like I was just saying, like almost every old Italian I know, uncle, grandpa, has an uncle or a grandpa who went to school with Frank Sinatra. And these are people who grew up like in, in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Sinatra wasn't going to school there. I don't know if you guys have heard the rumors. Hoboken. I don't know if everyone's heard that. It's like, oh man, I used to shoot dice right. with him back in the day, <laughs> back in, uh, you know, uh, Juno, Ala- Juno, Alaska. Juno, right. Alaska. What the hell? He probably never even toured <laughs> Juno, Alaska. What the hell are you doing? Um, with us, of course, um, we'd like to bring in our guest officially. This is Tanya's papa. This is Orlando Arasso. Give it up. Come on. Yes. Woo! Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much. Thanks for inviting me. Man, we, we have to have you. This is going to be very fascinating. So let's talk about um, where... Let's talk about your upbringing, and then I'd like to talk about you uh, studying with the seminary. That's so fascinating to us. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up, I was born in El Salvador. It's up. That's a nice country to be from. To be from, but yeah. not to be in. Yeah. <laughs> when I left El Salvador, they used to have bumper stickers that said, gringo, go home. I recently went back, yeah. and they changed a little bit the attitude. Now this is, gringo, go home and take me with you. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense right there. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, why is it good to be from there? Like, it's it's in bad conditions right now? Well, any other country besides the United States is a good place to be from. I love it here. Yes. I, I like to visit another countries, and, and a matter of fact, I've been to 35 different countries. 35 different. Wow. different uh, but I love the United States of America. Yeah. When did you, when did you leave El Salvador? In 66. Oh, wow. And how old were you? 21. 21. Blackjack. Ace King, baby. <laughs> okay, and so um, what led you to leaving there? What, were you trying to do it for years? No, I I was doing well in school, and then I have a, like a, a nervous breakdown. A nervous breakdown. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do with my life. And I, I had a brother here in the United States, and he asked me if I wanted to come. Okay. And I... I don't want to. I don't know if you want to hear the whole story, but we want yeah. every. Okay, that's why you're here. Every inch, every <laughs> centimeter, whatever currency you use. <laughs> so when I left the seminary, I, w- I actually was in leave of absence. Is so that, you were in the seminary when you had the the meltdown. Yeah, the nervous breakdown. Yeah. Okay. When did that start? How old were you? I was nineteen. Nineteen when you got into the seminary initially. No, when I when I had the nervous breakdown. Oh, and then I was eleven when I got into the seminary. Seminary at eleven. I know. Okay, maybe we should focus on that for a second, yeah. and then we'll, we'll we'll speed up to that. So, um, obviously, your family's very religious when you grow up. Yeah. Okay, and the whole country is Catholic, right? Most of it, yeah. For the most part. So, when did you know you were going into the priesthood, or was this something you just had to do through the family? I used to be an altar boy. Altar boy. And I was never abused. 
<laughs> that's a that's a miracle. I almost feel like like we need to clap for that. Yeah, and, like, and, and we shouldn't have to clap for that. You survived. But when people tell you that, you, it ultimately your head does go to that, and like yeah. there's a, that gap, and yeah. everyone feels the need to then say, "Look, I didn't get touched. It's okay." And then you're like. Oh. Maybe I wasn't attractive enough. Oh. <laughs> See, now that's killing a lot of Alta Boy's self-esteem. Exactly. It's horrible. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, so you were an Alta Boy. And, and then I grew up and became, a, a, with a lot of Alta Boys, we became friends with this priest who was Italian. He didn't speak any word of Spanish. Didn't speak any Spanish. He didn't speak any Spanish, you said. Any Spanish. But he helped us a lot. And he showed me he loved and cared for, for the poor people. And then he would buy us toys, and he would spend a lot of time with us outside the uh, mass. Yeah. And he'd take us on trips. And then I said, well, this is a nice life. <laughs> and I went to the seminary when I was 11. 11. Yeah. And you, that was a decision you made? You told your family, I'm going into? Yeah. Okay. And my family was proud because... In those years, every family wanted to, have, wanted to have a priest in the family. That was like a status thing? Yeah, status thing. Wow. Because hmm. I don't think it's a status thing now. So think about... Now you want like a doctor in case anything goes yeah. bad. Or, or a lawyer. lawyer. Once again, in case, in case something anything bad. goes bad. And maybe get money. Let's be yeah, honest. That's but, true. But that's very interesting to me. How big was your family? Twelve. Twelve? Wow. What and number what, are you? I was number ten. Number ten? Wow. Baby. Wow. wow, that's unbelievable. He's still playing in the outfield and the softball <laughs> yes. team right there. Oh, still with the soccer the team. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And so now you join the seminary at 11. Now, how long does it take to become a priest? At least 12 years. 12 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the Jedis. <laughs> like, that's intense to me. So 12 years. And what is the, the reasoning behind 12 years? Is that to make sure that you really want to be a priest? Well, that includes high school and uh, philosophy, three years of philosophy, four years of theology. Okay. And another things in between. And they hmm. just, man, I guess they just want to make sure, though, right. that you yeah. know this and that this is really where your heart is. Was that a better education than if you just went to the regular school? No, I went to a uh, Jesuit uh, school. Jesuit. But that was better than you would have gotten. Oh, yeah. yeah a lot yeah. better. Right. Jesuits are very good uh, teachers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know much about the Jesuits. Like I said, uh, I'm a, I was a bad Catholic. Uh, <laughs> for a Jew. For a half, for a half Jew. Jew, yes. <laughs> We're still not 100% sure, but we'll find we'll do out. It. We're we'll do it. We're going to find we'll out. We'll test you. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I never understood what Jesuit. I think my ex-girlfriend went to... Isn't Fordham a Jesuit school? Yeah. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend used to go there. What, uh, can anyone explain Jesuit to me? Jesuit Anyone studied is a, for like 12 years? a religious. <laughs> just want, I just want to cause conflict. <laughs> it's a religious order uh, founded by Saint Ignatius of Loyola from the, uh, Spain. Okay. And they became in the Middle Ages. They, they, he founded this uh, school, uh, religious uh, order, to defend the Pope. To, the pope. to defend the Pope. Mm-hmm. But I think they focus on, like, scholastics and academics. Yeah. Ah, okay. I see that. So you went to a Jesuit school, and it gave you a good education. And they, in order to be a Jesuit, you have to have at least one doctorate. Wow. To be, a, like, a teaching a at teaching, the Jesuit. yeah. Wow, okay. At least one doctorate. Wow. Does that mean people at other Catholic schools don't need doctorates? Like, if you go to, like, St. John's and it's not Jesuit? 
Well, it, I think is that some hack with like two BAs? Well, I don't think Fordham is like a it's maybe officially Jesuit, but they don't. You don't need to take like people normal non-Jesuit people go to Fordham. Yeah, yeah. I think they just have the focus on right. the religion if. You seek to find. I also heard a rumor that um, a couple of the Beastie Boys went to Fordham as Jesuits <laughs> just to mix it up. Just like we want to just confuse everyone. They That's went it. to the seminary. They went to seminary. No boundaries. They're Jews, but they could go to seminary. Let's do it. So you go in at 11 and you're enjo- are you, you're embracing it. You're really enjoying it. And yeah, it feels like the life you want. I like uh, the, the academics. I like the uh, sports. You play, would you play some football? Soccer. Soccer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Volleyball, so yes, soccer, and I think you call it high life. High life? Yeah. They had high life down there? Yeah. You could die playing that. Yeah, no, he showed us like the, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a compound, but it's huge and it's beautiful and very, it looks really wealthy. It looks like a boarding school. Oh, that was the school he went to? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. talking about the high life ring. Oh, no, no. <laughs> high life ring. People don't understand high life. I don't know if I know what that is. You, you have like uh, a weird thing that you wear on your hand that's like a scoop. Like handball. Oh, I know. It's like handball, like, but the scoop, yeah. and it's like it's a like rock a ball little, that can go yeah. to 180 miles. I think. Yeah. People die, <laughs> and it's a rich sport. No one actually watches it, but you can go to like Miami, and yeah. there'll be a few hundred people there betting on every point. Jeez. And you can change bets in the middle, and people get hit in the head, and it's yeah, it's uh, so long, Marianne. It's all over, baby. <laughs> Back to all Leonard over. Cohen. It's crazy. <laughs> so you played that, and you were good at it. <laughs> little bit, little bit, little bit. You don't want to get too good at it because then there's more matches and more chance of getting <laughs> right. hit in the. I'm alive. Amen. Exactly. So you were great at it because <laughs> he got out of it alive for crying out loud. Amen. Um, and so you're playing sports, all that. Now, you get to 19. Now you're getting close to the finish line. What do you got? Three about three years left at that point. Uh, five. Five years. Okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what happens? I took a leave of absence. And then when I got out, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. tunnel. That means women. Yeah, ooh, there we go. Another common theme on this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you saw, so you saw that you, at, ni- all right, at 19, you realized you weren't ever going to be with women. I never had any sexual experience yes. in that time. Sure. I thought premature babies came from premature ejaculation. Re- hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What about the stork? That feels like like something that they would tell you in seminary school when you're young. Nah, man, babies just come from a big bird. Don't ask any more questions. Go take that rock and don't get killed. Throw it at the wall. Um, so you had no... Did you notice girls? When did you start oh, oh, noticing them? When I was 11. At 11. Yeah. But now you're going to become a priest. And this is yeah. great. Your wife just made a great reaction. I love it. I love this. It's the fam. Can we call the rest of the kids in? Let's just get everyone here, and let's get some uncles in here as well. Um, Well, and I guess I should point out, too, like, it wasn't like he could go and come as he pleased. He had to stay there, and he was, like, separated from his family, and it's just all these guys and priests. And when did you ever see your family? The holidays that let you come back? Once a year. Once a year. We go there for a month. Home. And was that, like, Christmas time? Christmas time. So Christmas. And, God, that's just got to be tough. You're a kid. Those are years you need with your family at 11. And now they're making you make the sacrifice. And you don't, to be honest, you don't really know what it's for at that point. You, you know that God's good in your heart and you want to serve him, but you don't know why at that point. It well, just seems crazy. Well, it was kind of privileged because they used to tell me 
that was chosen by God. I didn't choose to, choose to become a priest. That he chose you. He, he chose me. I felt like Jewish, you know, yeah. chosen people. <laughs> chosen one. <laughs> Wow. It's a, it's an interesting thing to put in someone's mind, especially when they're so young, yeah. because they don't, oh, I guess I'm chosen. This is what I have to yeah. do now for this remainder of my life. That puts okay. a lot of pressure on yeah. you, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you're 11. You should be out kicking a ball and watching cartoons. Right. And instead, you're like, uh, oh, I guess I have to serve Lord. I, if I don't, he's going to crumble, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm one of his chosen ones. That's that's too much, man. Was there like a, a, a moment at 19 that something happened to you? Or you just said one, you woke up one morning? I have a nervous breakdown. Just one morning you woke up? What you spurred know, it? it was, Do you know what spurred it? Uh, was it the, the light? Was it a woman? No. I've had maybe, plenty of nervous breakdowns from women. Maybe, maybe it was a lack of women. Lack mm. of women. I've also had nervous breakdowns from my... Yeah. I think I was having one earlier today. Win. I'll probably have one later today. Let's be honest. Maron. Um, so, yeah, you don't know. You just woke up one day, and what happened? Did you have, like, a panic attack? Your hands are shaking? I had a panic attack. I used to be a priest. I used to uh, tease a lot and make fun of him. Yes. And this priest died. And then they... Uh, he died? Yeah, he died. Oh, they, they How they waking in right next to my room. Okay. And there was there was a tropical storm. And then uh, while they, uh, the priest was there, I was with him about for two hours. And when I went to my room, the tropical storm opened up my room. And I got wet and my books were flying. And what, it went through the window? Yeah. And then I said, this is the priest trying to punish me. Punish you? Punish me. But for what? Why would he punish you? Because I used to make fun of him. Because you teased him. I teased him. And then during classes, because he was very old. He was an Italian priest, Carlucci. Carlucci. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we used to make fun of him. And and then I said that. Well, I know Carlucci. I think he used to go to school with my uncle (laughs) from Rochester and Frank Sinatra. Sinatra, Back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. (laughs) Uh, So go on. I'm sorry. And then I was afraid to sleep by myself. Yes. And since I have my own room, I said, I think I better leave this. I was afraid to tell anybody. Yeah. That. that. Yeah. Because at that point, you do believe right. in like spirits and that yeah. the Punishment priest has this power, power, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, then I went home and, uh, and, and then I came to the United States. And then you went to the United States. Mm-hmm. So you just one day said, I'm going to go join my brother in America. This isn't for me. Because you were scared. You still I, want to be a priest, you think, at that point, or no? Yeah, but you, when I realized I, was gonna be a, I wasn't going to be a pop, I said, to hell with it. <laughs> it's all or nothing. <laughs> he had admiration exactly. already. By Michael Jordan, or I'm not yeah. playing basketball. Michael Jordan? No, this is, this is, even, this is like, if I'm not going to end up owning the team, I don't right. want to play for the team. Right. You want me to play third base? No, I want to pick the third baseman. Right. Wow. Okay, so you realized that, and then now where was your brother? My brother was living in San Francisco, California. Which is a great place if you're going to come to America <laughs> yeah. to end up. So that's where you end up settling. Yeah, I, I lived there for 11 years. For 11 years. And what, did, what was your brother doing at the time? He was working for TWA. Airplanes. Airplanes, yeah. And so you go there, and now, you need to, now you've had no job at this point, right? You've just been studying the Lord. Well, I was going to tell, highlight. I was gonna tell like, you the story how I came here. Please. <laughs> When I left the seminary, I went to uh, help them to uh, sort of assistant to a bishop. Okay. And he told me, what are you going to do with your life? I says, I'd like to go to the United States. He says, no problem. He, he says, I'm going to give you a handwritten letter to the consulate of the United States of America. 
When you go there, you give it to to him. Don't give it to the secretary. Okay. So I got there and says I, the bishops and and then Catholic Church and civil authorities are very mm, friendly. I guess friendly. Yeah. Okay. So I went there and I said, "This is for the consulate." He said, ah, "Give it to me." I said, "No." The bishop told me I have to give it to him in person. So they called him and he came in and he says, "I want to sit down." And the and the bishop told me, "Don't leave until he gives you an answer." So he read the letter and says, "So you want to go to the states?" I said, "Yeah." To do what? Study. You want to work? Yeah. No problem. He What's called like someone, that? and he said they gave me all the the papers I had to fill up. And one year, one month later, I was in LA with with a visa, permanent visa. Wow. wow! Just like that. Yeah, like that. permanent visa. Yeah. No people in high places, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I want to go to other countries, I should. I, should, I know. I just get a letter from the book. Right, I want to work. Twelve dude. years of study first. <laughs> Remember, I was chosen by God. You're chosen. <laughs> I'm half chosen, apparently. I don't know. I'm gonna get to the. We're gonna get to some answers here. So now, now you go to America, and mm -hmm. what's your thoughts when you? Where do you? Uh, so where do you take a boat up? You fly uh, no, to I LA. Flew. You fl fly to LA. Fly to from El Salvador to Guatemala to LA. Okay, and so when you get to LA and you look out and you see America, is there like a almost like a scene in a movie where you breathe the air? And you're like, oh my God, this is where no, I'm at. No, I saw a blonde guy sweeping the floor. A blonde guy. Yeah, the and I says, if this guy is sweeping the floor, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not blonde. <laughs> this blonde white guy. <laughs> It was probably Troy Donahue in between right. films. And you're like, if this guy's sweeping them, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. And so and then from L.A., you end up in San Fran. San Francisco, and my brother says, you go to school, and I pay for your education. I said, no, I'm all enough. I'm going to go to work and go to school. So He was going to pay for you. Wow. Yeah. And you have enough pride. And he, he, was, he was like four years older than me. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to. So I got a job as a dishwasher. Yes. And I was going to San Francisco City College to learn English. Because, yeah, you don't speak any English at this point. A little bit. And, little like, bit. the irony, too, he he has never washed a dish really in his life. Mm -hmm. And, oh. like, for, like, an immigrant job, they're like, you should be a dishwasher. And he was like, I was awful at it. Like, I stink. <laughs> you were bad this at washing like dishes? This is, like, an academic, you know? Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, it's <laughs> well, never nothing. Well, you, you, I, I don't know if I was bad, but the other day my I was telling that to my other daughter and says, and that you never got, got fired from washing dishes because I do it sometimes at home and they, 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 and it does, they don't do it. You don't get the do sauce off the plate. No. Yeah. Wow. Like, I don't think I'm good at it, but still, I still get the stuff off, right? I won't get fired from it. I don't get Well, Greg fires me sometimes at the house, at the apartment. So you're going, you're dishwashing, you, and you're happy to have any job at this point. You're in America and you're trying yeah. to create opportunities. In, uh, one month after I was here, I started a job as a dishwasher, I said, and then see my brother working for an airline, I said, I can do that. You could do that. Yeah, and I can fly. What was he doing with the airline? He was a ramp. He, he was the actual ramp? Ramp. <laughs> Your brother's got yeah. talent. <laughs> You guys want to get on here? Okay. No. He's like a superhero. He ramp service. He worked the ramps. Okay. Yeah. And so you you now, what, you try to get into the air, the, so, uh, Airline? So, so they told me the only job we have here is a dishwasher for the airline. Oh, the, the airline had a dishwasher? Yeah, they have their own dishwasher, their own cooks, and their own. This is years ago. Oh my, the good life. I know, right? Holy smokes. So 
I said, I'll take it. I said, from now on, I can move up. And then they promoted me to a janitor. Okay. And then they promoted me to a driver. And then I started to uh, take vacations, go to different places. To I've, I've been to 35 different countries. Wow. Wow. And they'd send you there being an employee, right? No. Oh, just on, oh, my, you vaca- got- on my vacation. Wow. Think about this, though. How great would this story end? I started as a dishwasher for the airline. Four years later, pilot. Like, that's the greatest <laughs> story if you could work your way up from washing dishes. To driving. To becoming flying. America's right. number one pilot. Right. Well, I was washing dishes, took my vacation, and I went first class to El Salvador. Oh, you went back home first class. first class. How'd you feel going back there? Big shot? Like a king. Like a king. Were you pounding your chest? Like Chosen by God. Chosen, chosen by, God. by God. That's the theme we keep coming back to. God has chosen him. Now, and that that's what you want. You were done being a priest at that point. You were done. You yeah. weren't going to do it. Yeah. Were you uh, then just hanging out with the light at the end of the tunnel? Was it late time <laughs> yeah. when you got to America? Yeah. And, and I'm sure it, when he was flying abroad, too. Flying uh, abroad? abroad? He was flying abroad, <laughs> yeah. abroad, finding broads. Uh, Mom's in the room. I don't know where we get... Mom, do you want to go... <laughs> Would you like a slice of pizza? Or right. some money? No, she's going to divorce me after this. Oh, no. See, she still stands by her man. That's her favorite Tammy Lynette song. She chose you, I guess. Oh, you are the chosen no, one. No, I was chosen by God. Her middle name right. is God. I don't know if people know that. That's her middle name. She's my higher power. That is the higher power. That's spoken like a man who's been happily married for a few years. Outstanding. So, was there any guilt not when you kind of were phasing out of religion for yeah, you? You felt yeah. very guilty? Because I wasn't behaving the way that they're supposed to. I came to the United States in the 60s. And I smoke pot. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I used to drink almost every day. Every day. Almost so, every day. Almost every day. <laughs> so it wasn't a life that I was taught to me. Well, we're going to judge you because none of us ever drink almost every day at this <laughs> table. No one here does. Uh, but you're young. You got to let it out. You have to have fun. Yeah. And so you just. So you obviously didn't drink at all. I went the but, opposite of what they, what they, where I was going. All the opposite. Mm. But doesn't that happen when people leave? Yeah, that usually happens when there's such a stringent, uh, like, structure that you have to follow. And they're like, you have to get up and pray. We tell you when you eat and we tell you what you ask for to God. The second you're out, you're like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Right. You go from one extreme to the other extreme. Just boom. I see that a lot. It, It has to. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know too many priests or former priests in my personal life. I'll go with fictional, and it makes sense, though. In the show Rescue Me, Dennis Leary's cousin was a priest. He gets out, and he's drinking. He's hanging out with broads, a different broad every day. It makes sense now. In a way, you have a freedom because there's so many rules, it sounds like, you know, when you're in It happened to to the Amish. To the Amish. Oh, when they go out. Holy shit. I mean, that, that's insanity. But when you were running around town, did you think... That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was running around town. Naked. Naked. <laughs> well, it's San Francisco in the 60s. He was running around naked. Yeah. At that point, did you think you were going to be punished for what you were doing? Or you thought, I no longer believe any of this. I'm finally a free man. The morning after, I will feel that. The morning after. I was hangover. Punished. You have a hangover. Yeah. And you're did like, you, did you ever I will pay? never do this again. Did you pray or, or ask forgiveness or do any of that? No, I had some more to drink. So <laughs> That's that, what I was going to say. Two yeah. options. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the rest of us after the hangover. Right. No, I'm done. This is horrible. This is I it. can't do it. What are you doing tonight? Okay. Who's going to be there? Oh, she is? All right, I'll be there. Did you ever go to church in San Francisco? 
Not much. No. No, I stay. I never stay away from God, but I stay away from religion. Religion. Mm. Yeah, organized religion. So you're mm. sour now in organized religion. Now I'm coming back. You're coming back now. She brought me back. You're bringing mm. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. She, look at the hat. Middle <laughs> yeah. name God. She made me. She made me quit drinking one. One six months after we got married, she says, "Either you quit drinking or I leave you." Wow. That was. 36 years ago. Wow. And I never had a drink since. 36? I'm on like 36 hours. So <laughs> you're you're topping me by a while. Um, were, you, were you were you abusing it at that point? It was too much for you every day? I didn't think so. I think I was having a good time. <laughs> but, but, but she told me uh, I didn't grow up with uh, people with drunks. My father didn't drink. My brother didn't drink. She was 18 and I was 33. She was 18 and you were 33. Mm -hmm. Big age gap. Holy smokes. That's pretty good. That's a good dude. <laughs> and and she people. came in bossing you around also. That's yeah. <laughs> and she said, and she said, either you leave the battle or I leave you. Wow. How and long were you together when this, before this ultimatum was made? Six months. Six months, but you knew you are bound to be together. Yeah, and I knew she wasn't going to, she wasn't bullshitting. Yeah. I knew her. And and then I said, well, let me just have one more drink. And she says, no. I said, no. If you drink once again, I leave you. Wow. For the rest of your life. And I love her. Yes. I, I was wow. in love with her. Look See, at that. Wow, this is great. Let me just say this. I know a lot of times on this show we fool around <laughs> and we get crazy. But it's nice when you get, like, real stories of, like, love and people finding the light. Like, it's crazy. So you go to be a priest, and I think everyone thinks that that's what the light is. The light is God, and that's what they tell you. But it, this was, it was just a, like a side road to get you to your real light, which is your wife, which mm -hmm. has been your habit. It's 36 years? 36 years. Think about how hard that is to accomplish. Yeah. And he never would have had that if he would have stayed, you know, as the chosen one, quote, unquote, yeah. air quotes, yeah. to God. And so when you, I want to touch upon you rebelling from religion, though, for a minute. So... You get to San Francisco and you're done with it. Um, you're just totally rebelling against religion at that point. When, do you, you start, were you cynical before that, before the whole thing with the priest and the storm and all that? Were you starting to get cynical before that? No. You weren't? No. But what, then what led to the cynicism? Because once I was out of the church system, I knew the system wasn't that good as, as Christ wanted to be. Okay. And what was wrong with it? Uh, you think, in your opinion, they didn't preach. They didn't practice what they preach. Really? Mm. Yeah. They were hypocritical. In a way, yeah. And, uh, do you have any examples of what you well, saw? I, I have my hat here. It says "Chita del Vaticano." Yes. When I went to the Vatican, there was more about the Pope over there than about Christ. It's about Christ. Yeah. It was Hollywood, glamorous, powerful. Beautiful, beautiful choirs and, and not enough sustenance. Mm. You don't think they were actually spreading the word of Christ yeah. enough? Yeah. That's why I like this Pope now. Well, he seems like Pope a Francisco. good dude. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a great Catholic, but I remember watching the process as it was going on when they picked this dude, and it's, a, it's time for a progressive Pope, right? He mm -hmm. was an underdog. They didn't yeah. think he was going to yeah. get yeah. it. And he seems to be about the people, and he seems to be taking on some of the issues that we were kind of joking about earlier. It's a serious issue, like the whole, you know, the priest and the altar boy thing, and he seems to be 
making steps towards trying to fix that. And it's about time that someone faces that. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, I like this dude from what I've seen. I really enjoy this guy. I found I found an Argentinian that was humble. That was, <laughs> yeah, they're known for not being humbling, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Argentinians are very Cocky. Uh, and cocky. And among Latin Americans, they think they're the best. Wow. I don't know the stereotypes among well, South Americans. Angel Salazar has a joke about it, and I'm going to probably paraphrase it. And if you're like, why are you telling someone else's joke? Let's be honest. Angel probably didn't write it. <laughs> God bless you, Angel. But uh, the, the joke, I think, uh, he gets everyone who's Spanish in the uh, audience together and goes, we can't agree on nothing, huh? We all hate each other. White people think we all get along, but we all agree on one thing. Argentinians are full of shit. <laughs> yeah, they're arrogant. Well, that's a stereotype. Well, at least that's a stereotype. The remember the, the that bastard Maradona. The, the, huh? Remember the war with uh, they call they call it Malvinas, the Falkland Islands. I do not know that. When one. they have a war with against uh, England because of an island. Okay. And somebody asked, "Well, how did you do?" He said, "Well, we came in second. <laughs> <laughs> We, it's we, like the South in the Civil War. Yeah. Yes. Runners up. Right. Yeah. Hey, we got the silver medal in the war. There was no bronze, baby. Right. There was no bronze. So. I, I have a quick question. Please. So you say it that. It could be a slow one. <laughs> um, so you say that it's because, like, you know, the, the priest died and there's this tropical storm and you feel like this kind of presence or that you're going to be punished. But it seems like you were at the age, too, where you're going to start thinking more critically about things. Yeah, and also, now, thank you for the question. It was a, <laughs> that's a very smart question. Very, very right? uh, I was raised very well. Also, I was diagnosed later with being bipolar. Bipolar? So I had some, it has something to do with it. Wow. I was going through changes. Which in the 60s, did they really know what that was at that point? No, they think, they, they think I was crazy. Yeah, they, I haven't figured they think you're crazy or just, no. oh, he's, right. he's just in a mood. He's just moody, yeah. right. Yeah, he's just upset about the game. But do you think if you stayed longer, let's say like the priest hadn't died and that storm hadn't happened, that getting older you would have had the same thoughts of like, this system isn't yeah. what it preaches? Yeah. yeah. And then, but and that's true with any religion. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about Catholic religion. Any religion is like that. I have uh, relatives that are evangelicals, and they, and they say nice things. They learn to say nice things because it sounds good. Yes. But their life isn't that pretty. No. It's all like a front, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like a cult. It's, yeah. I was going to say that... Uh, I think that's true. Every religion, no matter what, are going to have human beings behind it. It's almost the same way with politicians, that people are surprised they can, yeah. like, take bribes or cheat. But everyone does that in real life. So, like, I wouldn't hold a politician or someone religious above being human. And yeah. they're going to have that's terrible aspects to them as well. Part of being human. Yeah. Yeah. Is mistakes. Is mistakes. And that's what people, people are scared to make mistakes. You should... Try not to, but the, I don't look at them as mistakes. They're mistakes if you don't learn from them. That's what they are. Right. If you learn from a mistake, then it was part of your process of becoming a person and, and living life, and there's nothing wrong with it. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of these politicians don't learn from their mistakes. And like the dude in Toronto right now is getting glorified for his mistakes. <laughs> like it's kind of fun to joke about. Oh, he's smoking crack and he's, he's talking about hooking up with broads on the news and being blunt and cursing. But um, I don't want that dude leading me. <laughs> We're glorifying. Everyone's like, Joe, oh, I wish he was my mayor. Good. You can have him as your mayor. And when you end up having 
anarchy <laughs> and he's stabbing you and there's no one to stop you because he's the mayor, uh, have fun with that. I'd rather have a boring dude who I just gets shit done. To play devil's advocate, let's just say he was the best at balancing the budget and, and doing X, Y, Z. He just also, you know, liked prostitutes. <laughs> Which is fine. But uh, like Clinton could have been a you know a fantastic president and also you know fooled around. I don't think that disqualifies you. From and they also supposed to be role model for that's society. That's the thing. They're, they're they're supposed to be held to a higher standard. Should be a role model. Yeah. And, they have, and they're supposed to be held as like speakers for you. So you're kind of like uh, you can be great at a job, but if you're kind of acting a fool in front of everybody, I'd rather someone else be the front yeah, person. No, I hear They're that. also an example, and that, that that's why like with steroids and baseball, I don't think anyone really gives a shit like. Baseball was better when they were smacking the ball 600 feet and all juiced up and looked in like middle linebackers. It was a better game. The game was the most popular it's ever been. The reason you can't legalize it is you're basically then telling the children, take this drug that will probably shrink your testicles and kill you early and lead you to rage where, you know, you'll just hit your wife and all that. It's okay because... As long as you get your job done, it's all right. No, I mean, there is side effects to yep. doing these drugs, and we have to tell, we can't say it's okay. And so just because one person could smoke crack and fool around with 13 No, I'm not broads, saying he should yeah. be doing that. I wasn't trying to defend that. It's not okay to cheat. No, it's absolutely not. Only in baseball, if you still sign. <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But in life, yes. But to bring this back into the Bible a little Guess bit, like what man. you were saying before, the mistakes... You almost want to see leaders with mistakes, so you realize they're human also, and they learn from their mistakes. And I think that's a, something you do find in the Bible a lot. You know, Moses is famous for sinning, and he leading the people of Israel, and he didn't get to go into the land. You're like, oh, wow, he sinned, and he got punished for it. Everyone at every level of life is going to have faults and, and be... And I understand that, but most politicians or... or Religious leaders that they make mistakes, they don't, don't admit it till they're yeah. forced to do it. Right, so that's what you would they want. They just come and say, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, and I'm going to retire from this life, I'm going to do something else, and admit it. But then they don't admit it. They don't, no, that's a problem. We need more humility, right. maybe. Child abuse. The Catholic right. Church was trying to cover that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of admitting it and fixing yeah. the problem. That's what I'm saying, that's what's cool about... This Pope, from what I've read, which I don't read about him every day, in between ESPN and Rolling Stone, I'm sorry, but uh, he seems like he's trying to face the issues. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think, I've been saying this, part of the problem is not allowing priests to be married. I, I, I'm not saying they should be single and, and sleeping around. I don't even think I'd care about that, but most religions allow you to be married, at least. I think that would help rectify the issue, and I also think if they... Stop pointing their fingers at homosexuals. I think you're getting a lot of rep uh, repressed homosexuals who are feeling guilt because they're taught that it's bad going into the church, yeah. thinking it's going to cure them. And then, no, they're just keeping them underneath the pillow, and eventually they, they break out. And who's there? These poor children. I think it should be optional. To get married. To get married. If you want to get married, you can. To get married. I, I think that would say, that, that would help out, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's insane, but it sounds like they're making steps towards that and that this yeah. guy's the, the beacon of change. Man, this just became the 700 Club. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right, let's get back to you, sir. Uh, with the bipolar, when did you get diagnosed? Uh, about 10 years ago. 10 years ago. It took me that long. No, I, and think they, it, I think it was really only like, uh, well, I guess, yeah, because I... Yeah, maybe like eight years. So you would have mood years. swings and not know what it was. Yeah. 
Holy I shit. thought I was a genius. You thought you were a genius? Yeah, yeah, I thought I was a genius. So what do you mean? Like, your mood swings would include you just, like, reciting every I, poem and everything you ever known? No, he would come up with these, like, business Big ideas. Out of nowhere. Yeah. That was your, that was your bipolar? Well, <laughs> do you mind if I... It wasn't my mom's bipolar, I'll tell you that. So at <laughs> least as, as a kid, like, how I remember it is just he was, he was never manic on that crazy level of, like, the Pope's coming and we're saving our piss. Like, we're going to give him, like, our <laughs> Is that our a common... Urine. That's a no, common like, thing? A lot of people, like, think there's, like, power in their urine and stuff. But... Um, well, I do like pee a lot. Maybe I am the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, look at that. This is my chosen pee. But uh, when we were growing up, it was like, he was actually very calm and he was like more depressed. But when we would go on vacation, like we could not stop. Like we would get up at like seven in the morning. We'd be out and like, it was, it was like a full-time job. Like we would have to see every single site. And we always just thought that was him. Yeah. It was just like, he likes to be on vacation and see every possible thing. But then when we started getting older, it was like he and I would like fight a lot. But I think it's because his his mood started changing. Like he would get very angry all the time. Yes. And I was also like a teenager and kind of a bitch sometimes. So I'd, it no, would totally. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, <laughs> I love the honesty of this. Yeah. Like, wow. They're just jabbing each other. Mom's staying out. <laughs> I have a feeling later that will be. She a, knows a, a talk to everyone. She knows Did you true. have religion in your life growing up? Um. Yes and no. It wavered with kind of how they were. Like when we were little, we had to go to church twice on Sunday English and Spanish mm, wow and they were pretty involved in like church um, organizations so like it was like this kind of I don't know what you would call it it's like an organization of families that are yeah, it's Christian called Christian family movement yeah so it not was, so much with the church or with the parish yeah with the, uh, with the people in the church yeah helping to be to live a better life in family life. That's more about the family than it is yeah. about religion yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. And it was actually, it was like kind of fun. Like they would just like have fun parties and like the parents would dance and like all the kids would hang out and like whatever. It wasn't. Well, that sounds like a good church. Yeah. yeah. What'd you learn today? Uh, mom and dad like dancing <laughs> to old Chuck Berry records and we drink a lot of punch. Oh, that sounds like the best religion ever. But then as we started growing up and I think they felt like they had taught us enough, especially me being the youngest, like I, the I only went to church because I went to Catholic school, so they would make us go at a cer at certain points. Mm. But um, they stopped bringing us to church. We kind of stopped going. Um, and then it's not until they started getting a little bit older that they started going back again. And but what has brought you back? They don't push us to go. Me? Yes, yeah. well, I mean, you, I think you're going to point back. Uh, my wife, wife and also suffering. Suffering. Mm. Suffering. Suffering from these bipolar things and... and uh, well, I, I, when one of my, one of those things I, I wanted to become rich, and at one point I, I owe four houses and I have two businesses, and then I lost almost everything. You lost almost anything. Yeah. What was that when the economy took a turn? Part of it, but part was a crook lawyer. Mm. Those sons of bitches. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so god. So he told me. I told him that I was having a hard time paying the the the, the mortgages. The mortgages in the house we used to live it was about million four point four like that. Wow. Oh my god. And and then he says, Stop making payments. And if the if the bank wants to take care, take the house, we'll sue them and we'll make more money. Yeah. So I said, Yeah, I I got greedy. And I thought that was going to, and then we lost the house. Wow. And we lost the other houses. 
So now, at that point, you're feeling all this pain. And you've worked yeah. your ass off as a dishwasher. You end up owning, can I ask what the businesses were? You, you owned a couple businesses. Yeah. Uh, one of the most rental properties and the other was the janitorial service. And that's in Northern California? In San Francisco. San Francisco. And, and now all this happens because of some crooked hack lawyer. Yeah. And at that point, you realized you wanted to find religion again. Not really. Pain brought me to pain to, brought you there. Brought me to God. Uh, we sued the lawyer. We won the case, and, yes. the, and, the, and the court ordered the lawyer to pay us nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But but he filed for bankruptcy, so we didn't collect anything. Nothing. Nothing. Oh my God. Not a penny. But then I I end up being grateful. Instead of looking at what I lost. I said, I, for 34 years, I lived like upper middle class. And one day I was crying and I told my son, I, I failed you guys, because I felt like a failure. You felt like a failure. Because I wanted to provide for my family after I died. And he says, no, you didn't fail us. You sent us to private school. They all went to private schools. They all have a, a, a university education. And he says, and you didn't lose everything. Which of those two properties or those four properties would you exchange for any of your children or my mother? I said, none. So you didn't lose everything. You still have your health, you have your, right. your mind, you have everything. You have your family. So I didn't choose my... I have five houses. How many houses is enough? <laughs> yeah. I have like 25 pairs of shoes. I only have two feet. You only have two. <laughs> so I'm grateful that, that I went through this. Yeah. And now, like you guys were saying, a guy told me once, you're never going to be grateful unless you change your way of mind or thinking. Yeah. You got to be positive thinking. You got to look at what you have, not what you lost or what other people have. And happiness is not what... To have all you want is to want what you have. Right. That's that's really the truth. God, that's awesome. And you're happy, tell it to your face. <laughs> yeah. You're grateful. <laughs> if you're grateful, tell it to your face. Smile. Well, it's hard. We have to remind ourselves that. Yeah. I think that's something we take for granted. Yeah. Is we right. just yeah. think um, you're going to find constant happiness and you're just going to know what it is when it happens. No, you kind of have to remind yourself that it is this. The simple things, right? And having that, clothes, having a roof, having heat in the middle of this cold storm, which yeah. we, my house doesn't have right now, but we'll figure that out. Um, having friends, having people you can have conversation with, a chocolate chip cookie, something simple things like that make you your life fulfilling. But it, we take it for granted. We always think there's a big home run ball waiting yeah. to be hit. But no, we, a lot of life is just walking. You're getting <laughs> walks and infield singles. And right. be grateful. You're still scoring runs. You know. Yeah, I think that's a perspective that's hard to keep in mind, especially when something bad just happens to you. You go, well, well, you still have all this good stuff. Don't let that, you know, it, like like what you said, you wouldn't trade any of it. You go, oh yeah, yeah, I never thought about it like that. So it's uh, and maybe that's something that religion does do is yeah. keep your keeps your perspective in check. And my wife is still with me. Right. Amen. And she's happy. See, she's smiling and gave you a thumbs up as right. you pointed. <laughs> that's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it is something like touching on what Bungie just said. Like, I do think my dad was raised uh, to be, to have gratitude. And I'm, I mean, I love our family, but I don't think it came from 
your family who's we love them but they're very <laughs> complainy and like blah 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 but i think uh part of religion really showed him to be gracious and to have gratitude and humility. And that's something he really raised us with. Like he'll always say, which is like a little bit morbid, but I actually kind of like enjoy it. He'll like sit us down and be like, when I die, what will you remember most? Wow. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like remember that time we did this or that funny time where like, we were just like talking about the other day. We like went on vacation and like a monkey stole my bag of Skittles. A monkey stole, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. This actually happened? Yeah, it was like ridiculous. But we were just like cracking up about it for like 10 minutes. Just like the stupid shit that happens every day. Um, that like he takes time to point out that it's a memory you'll have forever. Well, then we were growing up, I always took him places. I took him to Australia, Brazil, Spain, everywhere with me and people say how can you take your kids on vacation with you you said how can i not Mm -hmm. not i I, this is my my, this is my treasure yes how can i live in a home and and me having a good time for me this is you sacrifice i never sacrificed for my children i went to every rehearsal or practice uh, soccer practice they had because i enjoyed it i liked it i didn't go because i had to go I you wanted to go. I wanted to go. I enjoyed watching them growing up, grow up. Is there a specific way you do want to be remembered? That's why you keep asking, your, or not keep asking, but you're, you know, Tanya mentioned that you ask them, how are you going to remember me? How would you like to be remembered? That's a great hum, uh, human being, a nice person. Nice More person. than anything else, any yeah. other job no. you've done, any no. accomplishment? No. Wow. I think that's the valid way. I think that's a great place to stop. I think that was outstanding right there. Um, sir, anything you want to say? Do you have anything to plug? Do you have a website, a Twitter, anything? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say in closing? In closing is, if you're happy, tell it to your face. Yes. Enjoy life. We only, we only have one life, and it's a short one. It's a short one. So, and the, the closer I get to death, the more I need to enjoy my life instead of worrying about the past or the future. Leave one day at a time. So you have no regrets leaving, leaving I, the uh, seminary, any of that. It I, all worked out, right? I did it my way. Your way. <laughs> wow. Tramp, we should probably play Sinatra or <laughs> version at the end credits. If we get sued, we get sued. You can't argue with that. Um, thank you so much, Orlando. I really mm, appreciate that, that. Thank you all so much. Uh, this was, It's so nice. When you can have like a warm feeling yeah. at the end of one of these. And it's the holidays. Like I said, you guys are probably listening to this in August. <laughs> but for us, I mean, the lights are starting to come out. It's starting to be the holidays. Uh, damn it, this is great. And real quick, before we do the plugs here, uh, I think Benji and I barely cursed because we, we, were, we were like, well, can we go crazy? And I'm like, fuck. And Tanya's shit. the one <laughs> dropping in front of the parents. I love it. I feel like that's you hitting going, stop being sissies, you assholes. You can curse in front of my family. Uh, Benji, hit some plugs, baby. The best of BS on Twitter, but please, please, please check out StandUpNYLabs.com. We got podcasts, we got shows, we got everything. Promo code for our Lust of Life fans on the StandUpNY website. You get two-for-one tickets to any show. Definitely check that out. And uh, spread the word. Like us, follow us, tell your friends. We need support, and we love the support we're getting. This has been awesome, so it's just keep beautiful. it up. Yeah. It's life-changing. Lust for life-changing. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> some word <laughs> from the triple sweet. Tanya Arasso. Um, you can find me at Hey Mr. Booker, still trying to get Cory Booker to date my sister. And then my sister actually started a Tumblr about my mom because she says a bunch of crazy mm-hmm. Mexican mom shit. So it's called, it's Santa Says 
.tumblr.com, whatever that is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could get a sitcom off that. I mean, there's shit my dad says. <laughs> right. There could be things my, crazy. What did you just describe crazy it? crazy Mexican Crazy mom. Mexican mom <laughs> sayings. That could be a show. We could get greenlit. Uh, Mad Dog Matter at Mad Dog Matter on Twitter. Mad Dog Matter Facebook. Hit me up, man. We love your support. Give us suggestions. Throw people our way to interview. Um, spread the word, man. I mean, we are, we're getting a lot of listens. A, who would have thought an unknown goofy dude who looks like an out of work beastie boy <laughs> who did not go to, to the MTA? Right. To the MTA. It's just weird. I think people probably start saying MTA because one of the dude's names is MCA. And so someone just thought, hey, it makes sense. It started that rumor. It could be. It's Maybe. a dirty liar and they should burn in hell. <laughs> but Jewish folk don't believe in hell, right? We do. Okay, I got to study. I mean, I'm not, it's not permanent. Hell's you, not permanent. Meaning you go there to do more, forget, to ask for forgiveness, to get... Everyone gets into heaven eventually. You've got a better, you've got a better hell than the Catholics. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh-oh, don't... You're going to burn for eternity. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but not tomorrow. No, <laughs> not tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, next week, maybe. We'll see. Ooh, what if I... No, all right. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Now strike that from the record, because next thing you know, there's going to be a Lust for Life funeral episode. Right. He was a good host. Not the best. He's Mensa Mensa. Uh, keep supporting the show. Uh, keep coming to this great club. Uh, this is my home club. Tanya used to work at this club. Used to manage this club. Used to throw me up and get scolded by her manager at the time <laughs> and pay me still. God bless her. I'll never forget that. Uh, make sure, man, that you people you love, you tell them, man. I don't care if I'm getting sappy. This is what it's about, man. We always take that for granted. Don't take who you got around you for granted. It's a beautiful thing. I don't, man. I appreciate everyone. Super Tramp in the booth. Johnny, Minnesota Fatigate, producing us. <laughs> Jimmy, LaChase, a.k.a. Midnight Express, Donnie, Gabe, everyone at the club. Thanks, man. Mad love to everybody. My cousin Nick for doing the artwork. Mad love to Timothy Styles, a.k.a. TJ Fogarty, for doing the music. Mad love to Uncle Billy, listening. His first shout-out from me. I'm there not going to do it every week. Don't get greedy. Mayo. All right? I forget to shout-out myself sometimes. Uh, Till next time, we'll see you next week. Number one podcast voted on by Canadians and sound... Is it El Salvador or San Salvador? I would screw it up. El Salvador. Isn't there two cents? Two no, El Salvador is the country. The city is San Salvador. Salvador Dali voted us number one. <laughs> and hopefully Mexico, which I thought I was Mexican for a while. We can discuss that later. Mm. Till next time, we're all worth a million in prizes. Happy Thanksgiving in the middle of September, which is when this is airing. Hopefully. Who knows? Woo!